The Red Bull rant is a free-flowing conversation about soccer that may include adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the official podcast of onceametro.com, the Red Bull Rant. I'm Jason Ipico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. And this is episode 128, Cliffhanger. Woo! I hope Stallone shows up. He will. <laughs> I called him. <laughs> I'm glad somebody here has some connections, because we need them. But let's, uh, let's not leave you guys hanging. Um, this is our last show of 2014. Cry, tear, whatever. Anyway, um, we're, although we're actually kind of all out of tears after, uh, last, uh, the last show and Henri's announcement that he was leaving the team, which actually leads to the first bit of news. And we're going to do our, the news part first and our wrap up stuff second. Uh, Thierry Henri announced this week that he is officially retiring from the game of soccer. He will no longer uh, play. He's not going back to Arsenal like some people thought he would. He's going to go and broadcast with Sky Sports doing studio analysis. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think about that? New York is his last stop in his uh, professional career. Well, first Jay, I said I wouldn't cry. I said I wasn't going to cry tonight. But I'm not going to cry. Uh, uh, you know, I, th- I think we all knew this was his master plan, right? He was never going to play next year. It was just rumor, rumor, rumor. Uh, I think him doing the World Cup, doing some commentary during the World Cup was a little little test toast for him, shall we say. So I love it. I love that this was the last team he played for. I think it's fantastic. And really, do you really want to go back and play on a team that they have a statue of you, of you outside? Yeah, I don't think so. So, yeah, awesome. Great career, Thierry Henry. Uh, definitely going to miss them. And um, no more tears. Yeah, uh, I think I agree. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to know that we're the last stop. It would have, it would have, it would have hurt a little bit, I think, if he went to play somewhere else, anywhere else, um, you know, after leaving the team. So, and just automatically writing off playing here. So the fact that he's going, retiring and going into the, uh, uh, the broadcast booth, I think is, uh, great. And hey, who knows? Hopefully we'll see him back here, uh, as a broadcaster one of these days. Well, I mean, with, uh, you know, Lexi Lawless jumping the Fox, maybe ESPN needs somebody. Just uh, oh, throwing that out there. There you go. Um, I- I'm kind of curious if there's a way to watch Sky Sports over here because I want to see how he does in the studio because I didn't actually watch a lot of his uh, World Cup stuff. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I know he brings a very unique, um, very unique vision to the broad- to some type of broadcasting that not a lot of people can actually have. But uh, so let's Let- hold on before Sorry, you move ahead. on, Jay. I'm gonna I want to go just slightly off the agenda, just slightly, and ask you guys this question. Where does he rank all time on the Metro Red Bull list? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's uh, putting us on the spot here. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what the show's all see, about, I, my friend. See, I, I thought you were, like, done with that, cause, you know, the whole wrap-up, take it a little bit easy. 
save it nope. for 2015, but apparently no. You you just want to keep it going, don't you? Let's let's keep let's keep the party wagon rolling. Come on. Keep the honorary train going. We gotta have, we gotta have some controversy here. Um. Well, I, I think he's obviously the best eleven. I mean, I don't think you can argue that he's not. Um. Maybe I I put him maybe slightly behind Juan Pablo on Hell. Um. You know, they they both had their own unique skill sets, but. Uh, on Hell was part of that team in 2008 that made an MLS Cup final, and while it is a team effort, it, it is kind of hard to discount the fact that in the playoffs, the first few years, Henri didn't do a lot, and that didn't help the cause at all. Uh, I mean, Dan Lee Borman is definitely up there, <laughs> so it's a little tough. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I've only been following the team regularly since 2010. Uh, I, I am aware of everything that Juan Pablo Angel did for this team, uh, but I think I'm still going to have to put Andre number one because uh, you know not only did he get the goals, but he got the assist too. He, he changed his game to help the team uh, as he got older, and that I think goes a really long way. Uh, so I'm going to put uh, Andre over JPA uh, as the greatest Red Bull. Uh, there's no one from the Metro era that comes close, so. Not even going to talk about that. Yeah, and, and really, if people want to email us or go on Twitter, we won't respond because it's our last show of the year. But <laughs> and we will not us, read your email on the next show. No, uh, but you know, if you want to give us your opinions, please like tweet them out because I'm I'm really curious to hear what other people think. Uh, for me, I, listen, I love I love Clint Mathis, but he's not going to be in this conversation as much as I love that guy. And I I mean I'm in agreement. I think it is between Angel and Thierry Henry. And it comes down to, like Jay said, the guy that got us to the cup final, or it comes down to the guy that helped get us to win the Supporters' Shield. It's really tough, but I will go with the argument uh, that, Jay, you kind of made where he was a little bit ineffective at the start until he kind of got warmed up. And I think that puts Juan Pablo Angel just barely over Thierry Henry for number one. And we are talking about a guy who made just a dozen spectacular goals and the assist record and he did so much for this team. He was a leader uh, even when he was grumpy cat he was, you know, he still motivated motivated players I don't know, Angel came in and made a difference day one, so I, I think I'm with Jay on this one, I'm going to say uh, Angel, numero uno, and Thierry Henry numero dos I, I will say this much, I mean I know you guys bring the whole uh, uh, the fact that he wasn't very good at the beginning into it well, let's not forget for that year that that half a year that JPA and uh, Henri were sharing uh, the spotlight. JPA fell off, you know, so he may have been pretty consistent from the beginning to almost the end. But that last half a year, he didn't really he was kind of ineffective himself. He was, and you know, it, it obviously no matter Thierry Henry coming here or not, I think that was going to be hit the end of his career with the team anyway. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think he was going to come back next season. So, and. For those dummies who want to talk about that uh, Henri ruined on Hell's career, just shut up. Shut up. They're God. not NYCFC fans yet? Ah, oh, that's one of the dumbest things I, I think I've read uh, in the past couple weeks about this team. you got to stop going on Metro Fanatic, bro. I have, to go, I have to just stop going on everything, I think. Eat your soul. I don't think they've been – I don't even think this was on Metro Fanatic that I can remember. I, it was somewhere. It might have been Facebook. Who knows? But I mean, Wherever yeah. it was, it, it eats your soul. Ugh, horrible. All right, let's move on from this so I'll try and get some of his life back. <laughs> um, so just to mention this, uh, expansion draft, 
Red Bulls did not lose any players, even though they left uh, Peggy Lula and Dula out. As expected. Re-entry draft. Yeah. Uh, re-entry draft in both stages, which I have no idea why there's two stages. But in both stages, the Red Bulls did not pick anybody. So there you go. Um, Andy Roxburgh is officially leaving the team at the end of this month. So, you know, two years at the helm with Pecky. Um, I am not sure how to feel about this because I do not know who's replacing him, and I feel a little concerned in that respect. Yeah, it kind of makes you nervous when they don't have a guy ready to go. But isn't that the Red Bull way? <laughs> isn't that the way? I yeah, mean, the draft, it is. The, the, the draft is, uh, what, a month from now? Three weeks, I think. That's how we roll. One, two, yeah. three, four. Oh, sorry, four weeks. Yep. Four weeks from today, and, actually. Yep. Which, we, which you know. by the way... By the way, little teaser, we plan to be in Philadelphia for the draft and try to do a video podcast from there. So Yeah. 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 Whether we can pull it off or not is something that will be seen, but that's what we're going to try to attempt to do. Yeah, we'll be there anyway, so who cares? We'll, we'll be there no matter yeah. what. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. All right, so, uh, Pat, since I kind of cut you off, what do you, what do you think about this? Uh, about the expansion draft, the answer draft, and Andy Roxburgh? Well, I don't think you had an opinion on the first two, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what opinion is there to have other than the re-entry draft is a crack of shit and needs to go away in the next CBA. But, uh, yeah, because uh, we need to bring free agency to the league. Wow, imagine that. Andy Roxburgh, I mean, what, we knew he was going. Um, we knew his contract was up. I'm sure they'll fill the position. My, my, I was hoping they were going to get Garth Logway, but it obviously uh, has been released that he's going to uh, Seattle. Um, so, I don't know, they'll figure it out. I mean, Word is Gerard Houllier is trying to lure Steven Gerard here, even though I don't, I wouldn't really be super happy about that. So maybe he can take over at least in the interim. Um, yeah, whatever. And, and you mean the big worry that we don't have a GM by the time the draft comes around? Uh, big whoop. I mean, uh, no one the, the draft until NCAA is fully implemented uh, FIFA rules. I mean, I, I don't see. The draft. I, I really do see uh, the academy system being more. We're going to get your young players these days than the draft. Yeah. I'll say this. I I think I'm hoping Roxburgh did leave this team better than you know than it was when he got here. So got a coach who will be sticking around for a little bit. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, well, well. He, here's two moves that I assume were done uh, right before he's he, that he had some hand in playing before he left. Um. One, I, I forgot to put this on our notes for, for today. I just actually remembered it. Um, Hamasin Alave traded back to Real Salt Lake, but at a profit for the Red Bulls. They, the Red Bulls get $200,000 in allocation money for Alave. And then. That's some cash. Yeah, I mean, come on. You get a guy for two years, you basically rent him out for two years and get money for him. It's like shorting a stock. Like, it's just amazing that you can even do that. Um, but. Bigger surprise of my book is that Ryan Mayer is going to be loaned to NYCFC for all of 2015. Um, there's a clause in the MLS loan agreement, an intra-league loan agreements for MLS that uh, a team cannot pull their player back mid-season. So you won't see what happened to Connor Lake. We got yo-yoed between the Red Bulls and, Co- and the Cosmos last year. So Mayer is completely out of the picture for 2015 for the Red Bulls. Uh, he can't play against the Red Bulls at least. So I'm assuming that includes the U.S. Open Cup and the playoffs if it gets that far. But, and here's the interesting part of this deal. In return for a one-year loan, the Red Bulls get midfielder Sal Zizzo, who New York City picked up in the expansion draft for free. Yep. Like, we're not paying anything for him. 
I don't know how whoever made this deal managed to like pull the wool over the eyes of New York City FC <laughs> because basically they gave their guy a year of exposure, kept his rights, he can't compete against us, and we get a midfielder in return, which is something we desperately need. I mean, that's just like a win-win-win for the Red Bulls, and I, I don't know. Oh, and NYC FC, NYCFC has no buyout clause. They can't even buy out Merit at the end of the year. It's amazing. It's fantastic. You're also leaving out another very important part of this deal, and that is the Red Bulls are getting Zizo's wife, Destiny Moniz, and holy <laughs> guacamole. Welcome to the team, Destiny. Wow, I can't, I'm looking forward to seeing her at Red Bull Arena, if I can get past security. Oh, and he already embraced the Metro history on Twitter. His uh, his avatar is him in a... In a hey, hey, to some people that's important, so I'm going to talk about it, uh, and I, I can mute you, so I'm going to do that right now real quick, just because... <laughs> there we go. Pat's been muted. Um... So, <laughs> Sal's uh, Twitter avatar is him, uh, a cartoon of him in a Red Bulls jersey with the Metro banner in the background, and his banner image is the Metro logo, so it's kind of funny. Hey. <laughs> I, I went to go unmute Pat, and uh, he muted himself. Uh, that's <laughs> funny. And he got up and walked away, so for the, for the next few minutes, it's going to be true to myself. <laughs> You know, this would, Pat, this would work much uh, better podcast. as a video. This, this part would much, work much better as a video podcast, but oh well. <laughs> Let it be known there is now an empty couch where Pat usually sits. <laughs> and, and the second muting was completely on I'm retelling this episode, Pat, under protest. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah, you want you have any other thoughts on this, uh, this, this deal? Besides the wife? I think the, it's a steal of the century in Major League Soccer. It, it's a complete steal. It really is. It's, I, can't, I mean, I don't know how they got away with this one, but absolutely fantastic. All right, Pat's back. He's got food. <laughs> what does he have? Hold on. He's got a big old sack. I want to see what's in there. What's in that I think, sack? Uh, I think Pat was, like, ready to just, like, protest by eating dinner in front of us. But, uh, oh, he is. He's going to – He's you, you, obviously, you guys can't see this, but he pulled out some food. <laughs> Apparently, he is protesting by <laughs> muting him. Let's see. I think I'm chilly. He's, he's going to eat dinner now. <laughs> Next oh, up on the, yes, uh, the food cuisine rant. <laughs> so did you have your little Metro Love Fest? We did. We're good. <laughs> All right. Here's what I'm going to say. Hey, Metro fans, you're a dying breed. Get over it. At some point, this team's going to be known as the Red Bulls for longer, and it's going to be during the golden area when there was actually a Red Bull arena, not a Metro fuck stand. So... I know the article they call is that on, giant state. I know the article is on onesemester dot com. So if this opinion gets me uh, banned from that, my own podcast, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we uh, can I'll find that poster too to fill in in case you believe. Yeah, I, I, th- I, I just, think we're going to be host, but I'm so done with the Metro stuff. I'm so fucking. They were a shitty team named after another corporation. I mean, it's just like, like for all the reasons everybody hates the Red Bulls. I don't know. I'm so I'm so over with it. I mean, yeah, I'd like to be called something else, but Metro Stars is a stupid name. Cares. I think th- I think we're going to discuss this every year until the end of time. The, the end Just, of time. Until end, you know what Metro wouldn't have done? They wouldn't have broken up the Benny Fellhaber show. You no, know, it's just 
It's just going to go long enough for Pat just eventually rage quits this podcast. <laughs> We're not even going to kick him off. He'll just rage quit on his own. Uh, anyway. You know, if, Metro, if, if Metro is still around, North Korea wouldn't have attacked Sony. <laughs> that's true. Uh, you know what? I think that's, that's true. That, that's a pretty bold prediction. All right. Uh, but let's move on to uh, our season review. And we're going to do this. We're going to kind of do this the way I did it. Or, or sorry, we did it on What's a Metro, where we have five awards to hand out. And then any thoughts you guys have, at the, we can talk about at the end. I'm not going to talk about my who, who wins these awards for me, because you can just go read that if you haven't already. So we'll go back and forth to you guys. Uh, Truman, you're first as Pat's grab another chip. Uh, who is your young player of the year? Oh, uh, boy. Young player. Hmm. Uh... How, how young do they have to be? Because really, there wasn't a lot of youth going on in the team this year. You know, I, I between everyone's we favorite. Under 20, I, I think we said under 25 for once Metro because of that. So you're saying Thierry Henry is out then? Yes, he's out. <laughs> okay. He's just slightly too old for the award, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll give the award to uh, Connor Laid strictly for the fact that he did get bounced uh, from one team to another, hang in there, and he never bitches. Ever. He just does his job and show up. And he's, he was in the last, he played in the last game of the year, so. There you go, Connor Laid. I'm giving you an award there, buddy. Uh, my young player award goes to Chris Duval. Uh, I mean, like, he did fall off the end, I get that. Uh, but I think he had an overall, uh, good first year. Uh, silent, uh, solid, and, uh, I think he is, definitely is at this point, you know, the front runner to take over that right back spot next year, uh, with the experience he gained. All right. Uh, both saw choices. Uh, I'll just say what mine was. Mine was Ambrose Yanko, but I'm not going to go to the, the detailed explanation. Um, all right. So next up, Defender of the Year, Pat. Who's your Defender of the Year? Um, just goalkeeper included. Oh, he technically defends the goal, so yes. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, then it's definitely Luis Robles. I mean, he made he made his. Uh, you know, he, he probably wasn't as good as he was in 2000. Um, in 2013, but he still made a number of spectacular saves that uh, clearly rescued this team time and time again. So, um, and, and behind such a crummy back line, um, so it's, I think it absolutely has to go to Robles. I'll give it to Hymaston Lave, who got a little bit older this year, but uh, watched him play every game. He still made some spectacular plays uh, to break up breaks and stuff. And I don't want to be the same as everybody else, so. Uh, I'm going to miss the, that big man, but yeah, Jaime Sinalave, my defender of the yeah. And that's who I actually went with was uh, Jaime Sinalave also, although I was outvoted 3-1 to one by the other Wintimetro guys, and they picked, all picked uh, Robles. All right, so next up, and we're going we're gonna to skip the offensive player of the year that we did on, uh, on Wintimetro because after doing it, it's, it's going to be kind of hard. It's just going to be one person or the other. And, but anyway, so next up, Moment of the year, and it could be any moment of the year. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the field. And Truman, you go first on well, this one. I'm going to be a little selfish then, and I'm going to say the moment of the year was uh, August 23rd in Forza Lucha, where uh, Empire Supporters Club and the rest of us put on uh, an amazing wrestling show at El Pastor, uh, R.I.P. El Pastor. An amazing day, raising money for charity, watching some amazing wrestling. Someday you'll see it whenever it's done, and then uh, New York whipped Montreal's ass for it, too. You really couldn't ask for much more. And that was also the day that uh, Bradley Ray Phillips tied and broke uh, on Hell's uh, single single season scoring record. 
So, yeah, Booyaka. Ooh, moment of the year, that's going to be tough. Um, um, it's like you didn't prepare for the show at all. Weird. <laughs> hey, you sent out this thing like a half hour before the show started, so... Yeah. <laughs> Um, moment of the year. Moment of the year. Moment of the year. Moment of the year. Uh, how about Luis Robles' double save, save of the year? Hey, hey. No, that's terrible. <laughs> which, which was uh, voted MLS save of the year, by the way. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'll go with that, actually, because I think that was a pretty impressive moment of the year. That's one that stands out most in my head. All right, and my moment of the year was when Wright Phillips got his 27th goal because everybody went all out after that. Um, next up is match of the year. So not just a moment, but a whole match, the one that you enjoyed the most. Pat, what is your match of the year? Uh, I think um, I, too, am going to be a little selfish, and I'm going to go with the uh, play-in game against uh, Sporting Kansas City, mostly because it was the only game I got to go to this year. Um <laughs> uh, and it was a pretty exciting one, so uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. I'm sure there's a better option, but that's what I'm going with right now. I will go with the better option, and that was the following home game, where New York beat D.C. 2 nothing, and watching that William Dula goal go in like it was slow motion uh, in front of the South Ward to put the game away. Oh, it's so nice beating the scum, and to do it, that, that really just put D.C. in just a huge, huge hole going into that second leg. Uh, it's there's, there's nothing better than beating DC. Absolutely nothing. And I can't wait to beat them in their new stupid stadium in a couple years, too. And my match of the year was the 4-1 beatdown of the Seattle Sounders. Nothing good like an ass weapon. Alright, and last award, and probably the toughest to hand out, most valuable player. Truman, you're up first. Who's your most valuable player this year? Thierry Henry. Hands down. Okay. Uh, final this year. hard for you. No, it's not hard. I mean, Bradley Ray Phillips had, of course, an outstanding season, tying the goal record, but Thierry Henry did help set him up for a bunch of those. He scored, and he had, uh, what, like every freaking assist in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, the guy really came through. Unfortunately, we just could not get that final goal against New England that we needed that have gotten us to the final. But, I mean, the guy definitely went out guns blazing, playing his ass off, no fucking around, Didn't, wasn't not going to play up in New England in the playoffs. The guy is absolutely class. Uh, Thierry Henry, MVP. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely see the Thierry Henry, but I'm going to go with uh, the goal scorer, BWP. And, um, tying that goal scoring record, and, uh, you know, if he wasn't there, uh, I'm not sure Cahill had a matchup production, and without those goals, do even with only, you know, Two or three fewer of those goals we may have missed the playoffs completely. So um, I'm definitely going to go with BWP there as uh, the league the team MVP for the year. And I went with – yeah, I went with Thierry Henry also. And the offensive MVP, since we did those po- that post on once Metro, I picked Ray Phillips. So for me it was just as really close. Yeah, it, it, it was really hard to pick just one guy to kind of be the most valuable player. but and, and that's probably why both players suffered in the actual MVP voting. All right, um, so let's just do, like, general thoughts on the season. So, Truman, you, you can go first. Like, what are your general thoughts about how the season went? Like, was it, in your mind, a success, a failure? How, how do you feel about everything? Well, we talked, when we had Dan Figurenstein on the show last, we uh, we asked, after beating D.C., do you consider it a successful season? And I think we all unanimously said yes. And after the 
the playoff series with the Revolution, I think it's even a bigger yes. It's like, yeah, you want to move on, but you know what? They played 100% you know, in that last game against a very, very, very good team in their building. So I know everyone just wants to say winning the title is the only thing, but only one team wins it. You know, you, you, it, it, that's it. And I don't think anything was stopping the LA Galaxy from winning that title. Nothing. There was nothing stopping Landon Donovan getting that last trophy in MLS. Um, so yeah, I had a, I thought it was a great season. It's definitely started off slow <laughs> for sure, but, uh, what a great finish. Sony, I mean, what a great season with, with Bradley Ray Phillips with the scoring record and going that, you know, beating DC in the playoffs and w- knocking around Seattle at home. Really, it was it was so much fun, and I'm so glad the draft is next month, and then the new season will be here before you know it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think in, in general it was a good season. Um, you know, they got to the semifinals, which was nice. Um, kind of breaking that Rebel Arena error, uh, curse of not being able to get out of the first round. So um, I think they, they leave you a lot to be excited for in the future. Um, you know, there's obviously some holes. I mean, losing Olave. Who don't get me wrong, I think is slowing down and um, not being able to play him on turf certainly hurt the team at times. Um, you know, I, th- I think uh, they, they have holes to fill. I think they will. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think I, I feel good about next season uh, based on this last season. And um, so it was a good ride. So definitely success. Absolutely. So I was on actually on uh, Forcing Fire uh, two days ago. So go check that out if you get a chance, by the way. Um, and... He, he didn't come out and ask me, like, what I thought about the whole season, but, you know, he asked me how I would grade the season, and I said, a, like, a BB plus, and a lot of it came down to the fact that the early slow start that Truman mentioned, which was, I believe, like, a loss and then, like, three or four draws in a row, where, like, half of them should have been wins because we got kind of fucked over in some calls, um... And, like, if the beginning of the year had been better, I don't think it would have changed the outcome in terms of the playoffs, but it would have been slightly better. I still consider the season to be an overall success. I mean, anytime you can, one, make the playoffs, advance farther than you did the year before, and on top of all that, finally beat DC United in the playoffs. That's a hell of a season for the Red Bulls. Always feels good. Always feels good. And I, I remember I was there in RFK when um, Peggy put that goal in, and the last 30 minutes of that match... Even though I was watching, I didn't care a single goddamn bit about DC scoring because I knew it wasn't going to matter. Like, I was, even though I wasn't standing with the supporters at that point, I was, it was weird. Like, there was just a wave of relief that washed over me. So I'm like, okay, they have to, DC has to score at least another three goals, and that's not going to happen. We're good. I can just relax and kind of celebrate the last 30 minutes of this game. Of course, Emory Miller went and fucked it up for the next series, but that's another <laughs> issue. But still, the, just the fact that I got to be in RFK and kind of like, even when they scored the goal, I just turned to the guy next to me and was like, it doesn't matter, and it's great. It was just... It felt that good. Was like, yeah, it did. It did. It did. It, 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 it's a really weird feeling because we lost the game and I still went home happy. Because, you know, it's just... <laughs> you think a loss is a loss, but no, it's just... And that's one of the unique aspects of MLS is that this is the only league in the United States where you can lose a playoff game. Actually, that's not true. I was going to say lose a playoff game and still win the series, but that's not true at all. <laughs> no. Nice try. We know what you're thinking. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Um, so we do have one email I want to read real quick. And it's a really short one. We'll get your thoughts on it. Uh, 
Mark writes in saying, and I'm sure this is pretty much our frustration, stop making the winner of a five- or six-game mini-tournament the top team in the league. Hey, man, America loves playoffs. What can you do? That's the way it is. That's the way it'll always be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, hey, look, this is uh, how it's done here. I mean, it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, it's just that's it. We love playoffs. That we love that you know penultimate final game. Mm-hmm. What can you do? Yeah, yeah, that is never, as, that is the that is never changing. No, nope, not going to happen. And I was going to say, you know, as much as I would love for it to be just whoever is top of the table at the end is the winner. This country is just too big to have one league to, or to have like a balanced schedule, which you kind of need for that. And then playoffs are just American as hell, and there's. No way you can have a league, a successful league in this country, and kind of avoid the playoff situation. So, right, you, you can't tell new fans coming into this game, going, "Oh, by the way, uh, we know the season's uh, still there's still three weeks left, but this team already won the title, and that's it. So don't come to these yeah. games. <laughs> you just can't do it. No. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, as we kind of mentioned earlier, uh, our next podcast is going to be in January. We're done for the year. Um, most likely, unless some like big news comes out before, um, our next show will be on draft day, either at the draft or afterwards. We'll figure that out. Um, but that's most likely when it will be, and that's January fifteenth. And for those that want to go to the draft, it's uh, for a second straight year. It's going to be held in Philadelphia. I don't know, don't remember if it's in the same location, but it's in Philadelphia again this year. So if you want to go. I'm pretty sure the support is going to get something set up. It'll be at the so. same place. That's that's the uh, Philadelphia Convention Center. So okay. Sure it'll... Well, I, I didn't go last year, so I didn't know where it was. Right. Yeah. It'll it'll be at this where it's been the the last couple times it's been in Philly. So I don't expect yeah. that to change. I, I was a sucker and worked last year during the draft. Hey, fool. Yeah. All right. So now we have a special request from Truman. He wants. We 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 did Festivus a month or two ago. I don't remember exactly when we did it. But apparently he wants to do it again because he has something else he wants to talk about. So yeah, I mean, the floor is yours. Listen, just because they have something called Christmas in July doesn't mean it's real Christmas. So if we have Festivus in July, it's not the real thing. So I want everyone to get out your uh, – shine up your, your pole, your metal pole, put it up somewhere dingy. And uh, let me just talk about a few things because i got a lot of problems with you people. What right, do you mean you one, people? I'm going to start airing my grievances. And I have a few of them I want to talk about. Number one, you morons who buy tickets in the South Ward and then stand around not singing. I hate you. Don't ever come back to the section. I don't care if you said it was a fun time. All right? If you get in that section, I expect you to sing. Clap. Do whatever. Join in. Don't get mad when you see your seats taken by someone else and then go complain. Die. Number two, Tim Cahill, your big mouth. Shut it. Either leave or don't leave. I don't care. But stop yapping your mouth. Number three, all those Red Bulls selling the team rumors. Remember those guys? Remember those uh, mid-season? Remember? What happened to that? What happened? Did, did, were we still talking about that when the team was in the playoffs? No? No? Okay, good. Shut up. Number four, officiating. You're fucking terrible. Your refs are awful. Everyone's got to go. Get rid of them all. I don't care. I want all the refs to go. Promote guys from freaking high school because what a god-awful year for uh, referees. My last grievance. I hate people who go on Instagram and they go on a celebrity or an athlete's page, they comment on the page, and then they tag that person's name in it. They're not going to read it, and they don't care about you. Stop it. It drives me crazy. 
No one gives a shit about your comment. And even worse, if Tim Cahill, for example, posts a picture of a game, don't talk about a, a song. He doesn't give a shit, okay? Stop it. Keep to the subject of the picture. Or don't comment at all. Ah, I lost my train of thought. Where are we? All right. Festivus is over. Time for the feats of strength. This podcast cannot end until Jay pins me. <laughs> so, I, I gotta say, I think, and I say this only because the recent South Park episodes, I think we can officially call you an old man. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm grumpy. Are you a grumpy cat? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a grumpier cat than Thierry Henry. Are you a grumpier cat than the grumpy cat that was on WWE? <laughs> no, that thing was sad. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I had to. Oh, should we should we talk about the uninformed wrestling fan? Yeah, hey, we can do that. That's well, uh, yeah. I'll, yes. I'll let Pat introduce that one. Oh yeah, so uh, I'm gonna watch the Royal Rumble next week, next month, and record my reactions, and that's gonna kind of become a. Uh, a monthly, hopefully, video thing for the Red Bull Rant, especially during our off months. Um, Clueless Les- Wrestle Fan. I'll probably rename it since it sounds too much like Clueless Gamer of uh, Conan O'Brien. But, um, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be giving my opinions that are rooted in uh, 90s and early 2000s wrestling uh, log- knowledge. And, uh, yeah, I hope if, if it's not funny, then, um, you know, we'll forget I ever even said this. So, uh, but that's pretty much where we'll go from. And I think our fans, our fans that are wrestling fans, I think what we should do is uh, send suggestions of matches from the last, let's say, what, 10 years? Okay. Yeah, that's a good time frame, 10 years. 10 years. They're on a pay-per-view. Okay, just a match. And we'll make Pat watch those too, and then he can comment on matches. He probably has no idea of plot line, characters, or anything. <laughs> How's that sound? But it has to be something we can watch on the network. Yeah. Yeah, I have paid for the network to do this. So, <laughs> well, if, if you if you got the the recent WWE Network email, there's ten suggestions right there. So that's one thing. Um, right. But he, here's a suggestion: Should we get together and make this an actual like event where we're all together watching the Royal Rumble? Listen, sure. I'm always I'm always down for that. And, and we could just make we could just make the three of us, and and we could and we can make it like an education for Pat and myself to an extent because I actually have. I, so I'm more knowledgeable than Pat. I'm not as knowledgeable as you are, Truman. So it's true. We, we can make this an event. I think we can do this. I like it. I like that idea. Cool. There you go. Boom. Boom. All right. So uh, we do have one more thing first, but I'm going to do our wrap up stuff first because I want to end on the last topic of discussion. Uh, so you can visit Once a Metro at onceametro.com. You can visit our website, redbullrant.blogspot.com. You can visit our email us with your thoughts or comments redbullrant at gmail.com if you want to call us instead of emailing us you can call us at 973-348-5329 on facebook facebook.com slash redbullrant and I believe the once a metro page is facebook.com slash once a metro so let's check that out real quick oops that's not how you spell that um yes once a metro um on twitter the show's handle is at redbullrant once Metro is at once underscore a underscore Metro. Uh, mine is at Dr. Stooge. Pat's at PMAC D82. Truman's at The Truman. You can subscribe to our show, our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at SoundCloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. And uh, a quick thought, actually, before we talk about our last thing. Uh, I put up a post up today 
All right, once Metro kind of introducing some changes we're going to go through. Uh, at once Metro, we plan to expand our coverage to start um, to bring back coverage of Sky Blue FC, the National Women's Soccer League team that plays in Piscataway, and we're going to try to cover the what is currently rumored USL Pro team for the New York Red Bulls. Ooh. So, yeah, trying to get fancy up in here. Um, so there, there's some changes. We already have two new authors. Uh, Lester Townsend and uh, Frank Midori. I, I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name wrong because I do that. Um, but there are two uh, two new authors for us. I've already written some pieces, so go check those out. And we will be bringing on some more guys in the next uh, week or so for Sky Blue. Um, but so now let's move on to the very last thing to talk about. So as everybody here probably knows, Seeing Red has officially moved to a three-man booth where it's Mark Fishkin, Dave Martinez and now Dan Dickinson. And we got a pretty interesting voicemail, and I'm not going to say any more about it because you just have to listen to this voicemail on your own. Hey, guys. It's Dave Martinez. Um, you know, I, I just want to praise you. I just want to give credit where it's due. You know, recently in Seeing Red, we've uh, gone to that three-man booth, you know, and Mark and, and Dan, I don't know, man. You know, they... Uh, you know how hard it is for me, guys? I mean, you guys have mastered the three-man booth, quite frankly. Perhaps the gold standard, if you will, of three-man booths in the podcast realm. But you know how hard it is for me? You know, I've had to put up with Mark Fishkin for five years now. And suddenly, you know, to be in the studio recording the show and having him and Dan Dickinson just give each other the goo-goo eyes. I mean, that used to be me, man. That used to be me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm getting choked up. Um, yeah, you know, uh, things are rough over in uh, Villa Martinez, and uh, you know, just uh, just thinking of you, thinking of you as always. I haven't felt this hurt since you guys said that your favorite guest was Jimmy Conrad, when clearly it's me. Anyway, uh, hope all's well. Uh, please don't have Zach Wasink on your show any longer. Just terrible. Um, yeah. And uh, good luck in 2015. Take care, guys. You know, it, it's funny that Dave uh, would leave that voicemail. It really is, because uh, we've kind of had this discussion over the past couple months. We didn't really want to talk about it until now. But um, I think we've made the decision, and we're going to bring it to you guys now. We're expanding our show for next year. You know, I, I think the three-man booth uh, – it, it, it's not enough. So what we did is we set up a little preview for your, for uh, all you listeners out there. Um, so really, without further word, uh, we, we'll see you guys next season, and we're going to leave you with a preview of next year's Red Bull Rant. 